Welcome to the Changing Currents podcast. I'm your host, Indy Purnell, and it is here that I choose to share with you words and conversations in an open-minded, open-bodied way about things that I'm learning, that I believe in, and that I deem worth hearing. Hoping that together we can create change both inside and out by consciously directing our energy and focus into the people, places and things that we truly care about. You are listening to episode number five, where I am accompanied by a lovely, lovely friend of mine, James Brown, to talk about his experience of being misperceived as someone he is not particularly in school, and also how he chooses to express himself and his emotions through music and writing. Enjoy. All right, we are recording. Hey, James, how are you? Good, thanks, Indy. How are you? Thanks for having Not me. Not bad at all. Thank you for being here. Okay, so I'm going to give everyone a little little opening. So sure, sure. you and I went to school together. Correct. And I'd, it's interesting because I would say that our friendship has gotten a lot closer since leaving school. Would you agree with that? 100%. But I feel like, you know, when, when I was in high school and like I, like I first met you in year eight, like... I was always like kind of like interested in you as like a person. I was like, oh, like Indy's a pretty interesting person. Like I'd like to be friends with her, but I guess we just like we were, but we weren't kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like I think we both respect, had respect for each other, but we just didn't hang out or anything like that. So yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we are now we got there. Yeah. 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 Of course. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. But I would say that's partly due to time and conversations we've had, but also I think your music would be, a somewhat significant part like you in sharing your writing like as in our friendship like yeah that, yeah well, yeah. well uh, yeah I don't know like I, when I when I'm like passionate about something and like I don't know I feel like you're a pretty passionate person you and you like to share that kind of stuff so it's pretty easy to open up to people like you with that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah. so I was thinking in our yeah. conversation today yeah. We'd address two main things, music being one of them, but yeah. also um, in recent times, you've spoken about it a couple of times in regard to misconceptions within the school setting. And, yeah. But before we jump into that, I wanted to, I was thinking about, should I ask you to introduce yourself or not? I thought that it would be more fitting if I asked how you would choose to describe your genuine self. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, I think I'm a pretty laid-back kind of person, uh, but at the same time, like, I'm pretty caring as well. But, like, I think sometimes if you don't know me, I'm a bit, like, edgy. I'm not edgy, but I don't know. People, people think that I'm scarier than I am until they get to know me, and th- that kind of ties into that whole misconception thing I think we're gonna be talking about with school yeah I'll I'll get I'll get into that later when we talk about it but I think yeah overall pretty I like to think down to earth kind of person but I don't really like to say too many nice things about myself because then I just sound like I'm up myself so no no I agree you are a down-to-earth person (laughs) and I would say when I think of you I feel like the word warm comes to mind like you're a very warm friendly person 
yes well <laughs> thank you i appreciate that <laughs> I, I sorry that just, i don't know why that just reminded me like like because like you know warm like this is gonna be weird but i guess like people from school might know this like i swear to god every time i got onto like a school bus like on a cold winter's day yeah and we're going to like footy or like athletics or something everyone's windows would be normal and then i'd be sitting next to my mom was just fogged up <laughs> I was just messed up. Yeah, it was the worst. I love that. Literally <laughs> animals be warm. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So when I say misconceptions, I know that you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. to clarify, you've spoken about how you feel that younger year levels in particular in school um, inaccurately perceived you. Can you talk to that a bit? But yeah. Maybe not the youngest of year levels because I feel like, you know, when I was like, associated with Roosevelt and stuff uh, with like captains, captaincy roles. Those year sevens, like we got along fine. I think it was more like the years below yeah. had like the, oh, cause I was like, I was like, I don't know. I was quite overweight. So I was quite big and like heritage background. I'm Samoan. So like I'm a Pacific Islander. So they must be scary. You know, mm. we've all seen Jonah from Tonga. He's a, <laughs> he, he's a pretty dodgy guy. This guy must be pretty dodgy or like, I, or like, I don't know, scary, but I feel like, once like all my mates i'm sure and like most people who actually knew me in our year level would think would say the complete opposite that i'm obviously like quite soft and probably wouldn't you know try and start any like arguments or fights with anyone but then like at the same time i feel like i also wouldn't just kind of let people walk over me so there were certain situations at school where there were people that would usually walk over other people and then when they encountered me i didn't let it happen and then therefore like it kind of created this like oh like why does he do that i don't know i also want to stand up for myself i'm not just gonna like but i don't think that i was actually that scary and i would say most people who got to know me who thought i was scary would say i'm not anymore yeah yeah and i think that's really interesting and also that being assertive and being misread so often like it yeah because people kind of can get caught off guard because if they're not used to it, it's like, no, I am going to hold my ground. Yeah. 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 I know that. And with that, like that particular person was someone who is used to getting it their way all the time, in my opinion. And so like, if I don't truly believe in whatever they're saying, then I'm not going to just stand there and agree with it. So I, I didn't, yeah. or you can at least support yourself. Yeah. I think that's wise. And assumptions, I think, I think they can be like a dangerous and really limiting thing because they, Kind of. Yeah, tunnel vision. I feel like it creates yeah. tunnel vision. Like it, you, you, yeah. You look at one particular person and then you just have this whole misconception on them because of the way you view them. Like actually getting to talk to them. And yeah. Get to know them. Yeah, people make judgments based off other people's opinions or past experiences with people who maybe look alike or whatever it may be. But I think it goes two ways as well. You can you can put people on a pedestal and then there's that pressure for them to perform or act a certain way. But then you can also underestimate the potential of other people. And then it's kind of belittling for them. I actually think, yeah, that's a good point. And I feel like, you know, some people like, I feel like with school, it's like an ego versus confidence kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There's people who were probably quite confident, but they didn't have a big ego. So they wouldn't, kind of like interact with people that they thought had big egos. But some of those people with the big egos don't have confidence. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a thing. It, it is quite, it is quite strange. No, but that like whole misconception that I was 
scary person. And then, and then, like I say, and then most people just laugh and be like, man, you're not scary. Like <laughs> the year 11s in particular, I feel like the year below us, at least at that point in time. So the year 11s for us, because we'd play like footy and stuff against them. And so like, I think they were more just scared physically of me. They, they literally just like did not want to play with us because like, I'm sure Kimmy won't mind getting actually name checked here. So, but like Kimmy as well, like, you know, he, Kimmy got perceived to be this like scary as guy. He boxes, he's tough and he's like, he's hard as nails. He's seriously one of the most kind hearted blokes I've ever met in my life. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. But, I like, think misconceptions are so common and yeah, so it frustrates me, but it's also kind of really nice when you do meet people who are willing to actually get to know you because it's like, well, this is refreshing. Yeah, it's like a bit of a shock as well. I, I love like sometimes when you, you think someone is like a certain way and then you find that they're just so much more than that and they're like mm-hmm. actually like really good people. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I, with a lot of my friends, I've found that anyway. Like me and Kimmy didn't used to get along there's actually a lot of similarities and then it was just like yeah. good connection. What's the saying? It's like opening a can of worms. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. So. <laughs> well, it's, there's something like that that's yeah. kind of appropriate. But do you ever feel that because people saw you as that tough, scary guy, did you mm. ever feel like you had to live up to that? Because of like a persona? <laughs> it's funny because like, I, Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but only, only because like it only because it was like a joke for me and the boys. Like all the boys knew that I was soft. I think like at heart they knew that all the year levels that we'd play in sport or like when we were doing something that I, where I had to look tough, like I would do it and it would work every time. Yeah, I did. Like I held that persona pretty well. So maybe like fair enough if people would have that misconception about me. And sometimes, like, I didn't even, like, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was funny that people actually thought that because, yeah, like I said, anyone who knows me would just think the complete opposite. Yeah, it's interesting how humour plays a part when you're experiencing something, experiencing something for something and others as a different thing. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm going to take this lightheartedly because <laughs> otherwise... Well, yeah, that's, I think that's, a, that's, that's another thing that I would say I'm glad that I have is like my humor. I'm happy for me to be like the center of the attention for the humor and like, it all be funny for everyone else. If, even if it looks bad on me, just because like, it's just, it's just a joke. Like it's just fun. I don't know. I I don't take, I don't take myself too seriously. Funny. I was thinking the other day, cause like I had an idea that we were going to be talking about like school and stuff. And I was thinking about um, corals when I I sung in front of the whole school. Right. (laughs) I still (laughs) haven't seen it. Oh my god! I've got like a, a sh- like a not a very good um recording of it. Like, but like, I, I, it doesn't even get the beat where I swear in front of the whole school. But I was I'm thinking to myself like that has to be like in my mind. I'm like, wow, that's really embarrassing. I think about it, like that's actually hilarious. Like, I wish like I could relive that, savor it a bit more because at the time I was so embarrassed. I literally swore in front of the whole school on the microphone. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just I don't know. Yeah, no, I love that because even that, I mean, it's kind of related to the music stuff that we'll get to, but you went up there and did it. And even if at the time you were embarrassed, you just went up there and it's like, well, fuck it. Like, I'm just <laughs> going to give it a go. Why not? 
Yeah, great. Well, I'm glad I know that we could swear. I wasn't sure. I was about to say shit, but then, you know, you've already said something. So I know I have no boundaries now. Um, no, I, well, I remember that. That was terrifying because, like, I felt like all the, like, nothing against, like, my house, but all the other houses had, like, those personalities that were, like, perfect for, like, corals. Like, and everyone, like, like I said, you know, those, like, set personas that people had. Yeah. Like, there was a certain person who was, like, also kind of perceived as scary and tough but like he played like a, such a feminine role in the cold thing and it just made it perfect because everyone thought it was hilarious yeah like, I, w- I wish i was more into that kind of theatrical stuff but it's uh it's scary rain up there you know oh yeah. <laughs> and it, i like it because it makes you question things and it makes you want to investigate things that you might not have otherwise yeah 100 percent. i feel like there's a lot of things that the school offered that i probably should part in like like learning an instrument or something <laughs> now i'm stuck here trying to learn the guitar at like 19 and i'm terrible <laughs> never yeah um, all right so do you think that your experience of receiving misconceptions has made you more conscious to refrain from making harsh judgments of other people oh it's a good question i like it um this is going to sound kind of I feel like, generally speaking, for, for me, first impressions are very important. So I, I think everyone judges everyone a little bit by looks before they've even spoken to them, just like what they wear, what they look like, you know, just to get an idea of what you might think they might be like. But I think for me, it's just more like the first interaction you have with someone because it's kind of like you take it at face value and that's it. I generally find though, like I kind of like the quiet people and then they like, as you get to know them more, they slowly come out. But I, I, I don't mind like out there bubbly people as well. They're great. I don't know. First impressions for me is the most important thing. Not so much. Yeah. I would say I don't judge people just like straight up. Yeah. And I, I think, have to speak to them first. Yeah. I think most people, like even if they don't admit to it, I think everyone to a degree judges people at face value. And yeah. um, even if it's not intentionally, we're always going to have that part of us that is making judgments, like how we've been programmed. But I That's like awesome, that yeah. you, yeah, you want to engage with them to like a greater extent before you're like, okay, that's final, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe it's more like, like, like I, I would say it's more like my, ju- I feel like my judge of character, if I don't like the way someone interacts with me i don't know if i sense like arrogance or something like then that's a, like a massive turn off like not that i wouldn't ever talk to them again like it's more just i, I just know i don't think i could be good friends with them or whatever yeah like I yeah. well not <laughs> everyone can be your best friend and i also agree that some things you can kind of get a sense of the way that they hold themselves and the way that they interact with others yeah yeah exactly that, and that speaks quite loudly i find mm. But I, it's interesting. I think that, of course, I make judgments. Often I feel like I judge people overly positively. I <sighs> see potential in people and sometimes, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's me, for um, sure. I, I definitely more, you, you have to get to know someone before you can truly judge someone. Yeah. But I feel like it's better off having like a positive outlook and trusting people from the get-go rather than being kind of standoffish and oh i so i agree with you so much but it's so hard to find people that are similar like that because like 
or, or that like continue to do it throughout the relationship. Once something bad goes down, like then that's when like doubt happens and stuff like that. I feel like I try to keep positive even when negative emotions are shown. I try to always say that positive side and that can be, I see it as a good thing, but it can, I don't know. That's when people can start taking advantage of you and stuff like that. Yeah. So you kind of got to watch out. Everything in moderation. Yeah. So, um, okay. Do you think that judgments and misconceptions are particularly apparent in school or do you see it as the same as anywhere else in life? I reckon it starts in school. Mm. <laughs> I reckon like, cause you know, there's like all these different groups in school like whether they're based off like ethnic backgrounds or particular interests and stuff, there'll be like the cool kids, the nerds in quotation marks, because they're not, some of them aren't even actually nerds. It's just like what they're interested in or whatever that makes them nerdy. And then, and then like, you know, you got your popular girls group and your popular boys group. And like, there's all these, there's all these groups. And then like people would, and then they all judge from those particular groups. I think it starts at school. Cause I can say like, when like back in like I don't know year nine or something, we went on a camp. I, it was like the I was in the hike group. I think it was this was in year nine, and like we had a we had a kid that I would say for most people in our year level would have classified him in that nerdy group, and I loved it. Like I loved him. Like he was so fun, and like when he was around us, there was nothing nerdy about him. And even if there was, like that didn't like he was just such like a nice guy. But after that like interaction with camp, like. I still never spoke to him again because he was just in a different group. And I feel like that's something high school did. Like it kind of like split us apart. I'd say once we got into year 12, everyone was kind of cool with like each other. But that thing kind of sucked. Like I didn't like the whole grouped thing. Like make yourself better to be associated with a certain group. Like that just kind of triggered me. I'm kind of going off track with the question. No, like, no, I like it. You understand I, what I'm saying? I agree. This segregation separation between people was so clear cut yeah and I, yeah, I guess yeah I think it's helpful and especially when labels are associated with them mm. it's again like I was saying it's so limiting when people are so diverse and groups are so diverse as well and to put them in cones yeah not allowing that mixing yeah not allowing it to flourish I, like I feel like people and, and that's that's what creates the judgment because because they, what they have in their group is normal and likewise for every other group. So when they're looking around, like everything else is just not normal to them or it's weird for whatever reason, because they're not interested in that particular thing that this group is interested in. So we must not like, we can't interact at all. That's just, it's not allowed. It's forbidden. And like, I just think that's ridiculous. Like there were certain things, like, even if it's like video games, like I know that my group probably around the same time, year nine would you know, we'd hang out with like certain groups, like maybe sometimes like for, but just for different activities. There were people that I would play PlayStation with for hours on end, like on the weekend and stuff. And I would talk to them here and there at school, but we wouldn't like hang out outside of school. I just think like, you just have to kind of like jump over that barrier of like judgment and kind of just like this. I don't even know why that barrier is even there to be honest, but it just is like, yeah. I wonder where it all started because I think there's a place for everyone and everything and people, yeah. Like some people you might not want to spend as much time with, but you have some value to me and I have some value to you. And there's something that we could probably both benefit from. Yeah, exactly. Interacted. Yeah. Hmm. 
And it was like, yeah, and they were like fun times, like fond memories I have of these people that I probably wouldn't hang out with outside of school or like outside of, yeah, outside of my home or whatever. But like just on that video game online, like that was just fun. Like it was just yeah. good to be around them. Yeah. But in a general sense, I agree. I think that it does start in school and yeah. I think that it's quite exaggerated in that space yeah yeah for sure it's such a competitive setting as well it's intimidating isn't it yeah no I, I'm gonna get maybe a bit dark here but <laughs> like in year seven I was I was terrified like I, I it was all because like you know primary school was just it was a breeze like I felt like everyone kind of liked everyone and it was like hard to not be liked in primary school I felt because you just you're so young like you don't you don't really think about like the kind of judgment and misconceptions people have about you but when you get into high school that's when everyone starts like looking at you weird and asking like should I be hanging out with this person because they look a certain way or because they don't have this particular interest that I have so oh yeah year seven was fr- like that freaked me out so much I feel like I'm saying like a lot <laughs> <laughs> okay. noticed that too. I probably have words that I'm repeating a lot too yeah I- Okay. Yeah. I that sort of aspect of, well, yeah, moving from something, you know, into something that's unfamiliar and a new Mm -hmm. setting. Yeah. So there's an increased sensitivity to everything, I think. And you make sense of the world and it's like, well, what should, what shouldn't I do? All these judgments and options and yeah, it, it's a confusing time. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? I think it got worse, like, as it went on. Like, primary school, okay, who even, I mean, not that anyone would even remember, but I feel like, you know, first day of primary school, it wasn't scary at all because you're just a little kid doing stupid things that little kids do or whatever. And, and, and everyone just interacts with everyone because it's just like, whatever. And then, you know, year seven, you know, you're thinking about it. I guess it's somewhat still similar to primary school, but you can tell that people are judging a bit more and like there's just certain things that people do that make you kind of question whether you can hang out with them or not. And then I don't know why, when I went to university last year, like that was the worst one for me out of anything. And maybe that was the particular course I chose, but I just felt like everyone judged you for me personally. Like I reckon as surprisingly, as you get older, people judge you more, I think. It's a trap. <laughs> I feel like yeah. you have to consciously not judge. Otherwise, yeah. you get caught in the stream of judgment, 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 left, right, and center. And yeah. primary school is like the small, people come from pretty local areas. And then high school. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know it. You know it. University even further. So you have people coming from all different walks of life. Yeah. Because there's greater difference there. Oh, like, what do I do? Like, we're different. When I think difference is an awesome thing and it makes life interesting. Yeah, 100%. So we might kind of wrap up the school talk here. Yeah, that's all good. Also, I wanted to say that as well as all these complicated dynamics happening at school, for me, I genuinely enjoyed school and I feel like there are a whole lot of positives. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So before we wrap this up, yeah. 100%. I would agree. I couldn't agree more with you. Like, I know that a lot of my friends didn't like school or look back on it and kind of say they didn't. But then at the same time, I feel like they do miss it from time to time. For me, school was like home because my mum moved away in year 10. And so I was living with 
my auntie in year 10 and then I lived with my sister in year 11 and Aiden in year 12, my mate. Um, and for me, school go- going to school was like the best thing for me. I could see my friends. That was the whole reason I decided to stay was so I could be with my friends. And I'm happier for it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sad to leave my family behind in a sense, but I think I made the right decision. And, like, I have some really, really good friends from school that I wouldn't, I wouldn't change for the world. So I'm really glad yeah. that I've stayed. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Okay, so you've got this kind of misperceived, tough, scary guy and yeah. then you've got your gentler self. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good segue into music because in a way, I feel like that's a way that you express yourself and your softer side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I wasn't, look, my whole family pretty musical. Um, my mum like learned piano when she was like, I don't know, a child. And she still plays now. She plays like Mozart and all this shit. And I'm like, oh, I, it's, I, I know, like, it's insane. Like, and I remember she asked me when I was younger, like, did I want lessons? And I said, no, I was like, in my mind, I'm like music, that sucks. Like, what is music? Like, why would I want to learn an instrument? Being like a naive little kid, thinking that no one would think I was cool. Cause you know, I was more into sport anyway than like music at the time. I don't want to learn the piano because no one will think I'm cool for that because no one else learns the piano in school kind of thing like that. Yeah. But in hindsight, I a hundred percent wish I learned the piano. Yeah. Like it would have been, it would have made life a lot easier for me now, but how would have I known where I'd be now anyway? <laughs> so yeah. So what is it that attracts you to writing? Yep. Um, God, I think I'm a very, I'm a very emotional person. Uh, and if you know me, then you'll know that to be true. If you don't, like maybe less so. But I think most people who are quite close to me know that I am like the most, I'm maybe sometimes over emotional and over worrying about things that are sometimes like not even in my control. But I try to, I try to fix things that maybe I shouldn't. And I, I let my emotions take, like get the better of me. I did a personality test the like a week back, I and it. I got I got ninety six percent feeling and four percent thinking. Yeah, you <laughs> you get an idea of where it comes from. But um, I guess for me, I'd always felt like I I had a pretty, to be honest, like kind of a tough upbringing. I grew up with just my mum because yeah. my dad passed away when I was like three, so that was. And that was kind of tough on all of us. And then my mum met someone else. And so that's where my uh, two younger sisters come from. Um, And I'm quite close with all my siblings and stuff. But like, yeah, I don't know. The upbringing was a bit tough for me, I felt. Um, And like certain things that happened, like mum going away and stuff. But I don't think I properly delved into like the music side until I got into a relationship. I don't know. Something... (sighs) I find it's much easier to write about love than it is to write about sadness that I have with my family is different to sadness. I have with someone else, like a significant other, but I don't know why I find it easier to write about that significant other than to write about my family. And maybe that's just the way society's made it because like, obviously there's heaps of love songs about multiple people and 
you know, so many artists write about like things that could have been or whatever and stuff like that. And I would say that like kind of sadness has always, oh, I don't want to say it's always been in me, but like I've always thought about it, but I never had like that ability to write it on paper until I was in a relationship with someone. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because often it can be hard to articulate these things, especially emotions. And mm. I feel because you are such an emotional person probably comes to you a little easier because reflected upon it a lot or like a more <laughs> in with it. Yeah. So you're right. So many people write about love, like the topic that people. Yeah. 100%. I reckon I've written, uh, out of all the songs I've written, I don't think one of them, maybe like one or two are not about love. But in some shape, in some ways, maybe they could be perceived to be about love for whatever reason. Yeah. It just, it just like was a way to get off my chest without like coming forward and speaking to that person about it. And that might sound like a bit cowardly, I suppose, to, to write it and then not, say anything to that particular person that you're directing at but it almost felt like it wasn't my place to even bring it up mm. like to them so I thought like I'd write about it instead and then and yeah if it offers a level of processing for you I reckon that's great and if yeah if you're gaining some sort of benefit from it I don't think it really matters if the other person does or doesn't ever hear it or you talk to them about it directly if it's able for you to like get it out of your head and out of your body and like express it on a piece of paper and a tangible thing mm. and then maybe you sing it maybe you play music to it maybe you don't yeah but i think that's so much better than having it just sit inside of you yeah weird because i didn't think like i didn't think i had this I don't want to say that I'm, some of my lyrics are not that good, I would say, but like when I've shown them to other people, they look at it and they, they say it's, it's nice. I like, can, it, it sounds good and I can understand the emotions, but sometimes I feel like, like it, the reason it's so easy to write about love is because it's, it's quite a raw emotion. And if you feel it and you know it to be true, then it's pretty hard to, just look past it and be like, no, it's nothing. Yeah. You only know what you know and your own experience. So it will ring truer to some people listening more so than it will to others because they may not have had direct experience with it or if they've had a similar one, like they might choose a different word to capture the same sort of thing. Yeah. No, agreed. Yeah. Like if I write something... I've tried to write happy songs. Like, believe me, I have. But if if it doesn't stand true to me, I can't sing it because it's not real. Like, <laughs> the happiness, like, I think most of the time when I wrote most of the songs that I've written, they're not actually, like, like they're sad. And some of them are quite dark. But, like, I don't actually feel that darkness and sadness that are in some of those songs at that, in that point in time but I have felt it at some point yeah. and therefore it's easy to write about something that you've actually gone through like I don't know there's something about it that if I'm not actually feeling that or if I can't 
attach myself to it. Mm. And like, it's hard to see it. Yeah. I think I it's cool that you're able to access things from the past. And if they are really like raw or they have depth to them that you can explore a bit and then get that into words. And yeah, I remember you telling me at one point that even if you're writing a song Mm. about like a relationship or whatever Mm. and a line that would sound good in it or rhyme or whatever it is, it doesn't feel true for you, then you don't want to use it because you want it to be real. I yeah. think that is really cool. Yeah, no, 100%. Because, like, if it's nice to everyone else and everyone else can relate to it, that's great. But, like, as the writer, if you yourself can't relate to it, it kind of takes meaning away from the song. Mm. For me, personally. Yeah. I, I try to be as truthful as I can in my writing. And let, and let the emotion kind of take, take control. Yeah. Like... I, I don't ever like actually think like, hmm, what, what, what should I write? Like, <laughs> how should I start this? First thing that pops into my head, I'm like, right, I'll write that down. And then like more, and then it just, it gradually builds. It's not like, I'm not sitting there like looking for words to fit in and stuff. Like you have to just let it come together on its own. That's perfect. I was just about to ask you about the process of your writing. So you, what, so that first line that gets the momentum going, mm. does that kind of come to you out of the blue late at night or <sighs> triggered by something? I love that question. I love it. Um, yeah, look, sometimes I'll be like literally lying in my bed, about to go to bed, and I'm like, like something just pops in my head. I'm like, mm-hmm. crap. Like i got to write this down. Like this is perfect. This, will, this is a good line that I can put in a song. And then I'll just write it down and then I might just leave it. And then I, I can't get to sleep. And I just think in the next line, write it down. And then I might end up just staying up an extra hour and just writing the whole thing. Like if it comes to me that fast, but that song, that first song that I wrote, that's like on Instagram on that one, that one that I did, that Cooper was playing the ukulele for me. That song took like no time to write it all. It took like half an hour, but that incorporated something personal that that person had given to me. Yeah, and I'd written it, so that that helped. But yeah, I actually, I kind of want to redo that song by myself. Not 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 to take anything from Cooper. Like I appreciate that, but like that's the whole thing. Like where I want to learn an instrument and like get better, so I can kind of just make it all. It's all from me. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Your words, your music, your yeah. opinion. But it's yeah. It's tough to learn. Uh, it's tough to learn the guitar at this oh age. Oh my you know? gosh! I know because we kind of started learning at the same time, like mm. lockdown being a thing, and yeah. it is tricky. But yeah, I yeah. love it because I, I've learned a couple instruments. But yeah. when I was very young and for not very long, I didn't yeah. devote my life to them. Sure. Um, and it's so interesting because I, I'd say that I have a few quite talented friends who are musical yep and that's just never been me but recently it's really nice learning something new and it's reminded me how therapeutic music is and listening to other people's as well therapeutic but frustrating at the same time i reckon like <laughs> <laughs> they said okay for me my sister or you know two of my sisters my older sister and the one below me in age they can both just pick up the guitar and play it like it's nothing and mum 
never bought either of them lessons for the guitar. And here I am, like, I can't even like string together one, one <laughs> bloody song. I'm terrible. Well, I managed to finish a song the other day, but like, and that was finger picking, which I was actually pretty happy with because yeah. my older sister can't even finger pick. So <laughs> I got one up on her there. <laughs> How are your fingers going? Have they recovered? No, nah, they're blistered. Like, Yikes. But like, that's, that's good. You know, you sound, this is going to sound incredibly gross for the audience, but you know, get some calluses building up on your fingers and that'll just make it easier to play because they're like hard. This is true. This is true. Um, okay. So... Yes, you write music. Yes, you're learning guitar, all these yeah. things. When you share your music, is that a daunting experience for you? Well, the thing that annoys me more than anything, before I get into that, is that like, I, I would love to share more, but I can't because I can't play the guitar. That sounds so sad. I've got to the stage where I can write and borderline sing. I'm not going to say I can sing because... To be honest, I hate hearing my own voice. Like, seriously, it's just, ugh. When I listen to it, I'm like, this is disgusting. I don't want to hear it again. I hope you um, get over that one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the guitar, until, or just like any instrument for that matter, like, I want to be able to properly play. I don't want to have someone always have to step in and play a certain instrument for me while I sing. I need to, or I want to personally learn and then once i've finished learning that's when i can share it properly but on the aspect of just sharing in general do i find it difficult to share it mm, yes and no i would say i don't tend to go out of my way to tell anyone that i'm not too close with that i even write music so most of the people i share my music with are close to me yeah and what would you say your motivation to share it is is it to have people understand you better or to help others who've been through similar experiences or feel heard? Uh, a bit of both, I would say. I would say not, not, maybe not so much for people to understand me because I feel like I'm pretty, what I write on the paper is pretty similar to my, like how I deal with my emotions just in person in general. I'm pretty out there. I won't like, I won't hide anything. I'll tell you exactly how I'm feeling. So with when I'm sharing my music, I, it's more to just get an idea of what they think and like if it resonates with them. Because generally speaking, if someone likes a song, it's because they resonate it with in one way or another, or it's a, like a nice beat or whatever. But I would say I just I share it because I'm interested in what they think, and also like I need an idea of whether this is something worth continuing, maybe even kind of thing. Like if I'm honest. So you appreciate, you value other people's opinions. You're like, for sure. Yeah. But it is scary because sometimes you don't know if like someone is telling the truth or not. They could be like, yeah, this sounds great. And then maybe it doesn't. So I think the world would be a much better place if people were upfront and honest just from the get go. Yeah. But then, you know what, in saying that it would be lovely to have that. But imagine if everyone was honest, it could also like, it could also like some people, some, you know, uh, what I'm trying to say is some people don't want to hear the truth. Do you know what oh, I mean? Some yeah. people just don't want to hear it. So Plenty of don't want to hear the truth and it would, it would raise a lot of challenges, but yeah, for sure. It would be, a, it would be a different world. Yeah, definitely. Okay. This is a question. Yes. Do you ever feel like you shouldn't be emotional because you are a guy? 
Did we speak about this before? Because I love this question. No, we didn't. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, for me, no. Yeah. But this is going to be controversial because I've grown up with, for me, like my mother like raised me. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, I don't want to say women are more emotional than men, but I think that's where I gathered most of my emotions from. So my dad, if I had grown up in like the Samoan environment that like you have to be a man kind of thing, like that's the, that's the Pacific Islander kind of way of dealing with things. Like I, I have to be a man. I can't show emotion, blah, 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 blah. Whereas like, but because that didn't really happen, well, obviously it didn't happen for me. Like, and mum brought me up. I feel like I'm, more with my emotions than I would have been otherwise if I had have been raised by both my mum and my dad, just because I would have had that, that harder side to me that was like, no, I can't show these emotions. Cause I'm thinking like, even in sport, maybe not when I was younger, but now like I, I like worry about my opposition. Like I shouldn't even give a shit about them at all. But I'm like, Oh my God, are they okay? Like if like something, if they like fall over or something and, I remember telling one of my friends that and they're like, why do you do that? You shouldn't do that. Like who cares about that? I'm like, well, if they get hurt, like that's a bad thing. Like, you know, you wouldn't wish anyone to get hurt. Yeah. I like that you care. And I think it's really interesting that you say like the way that you were brought up and how obviously there's still that toxic masculinity within society. Yeah. Like having had female figures around you yeah. growing up, how that's had an effect. Do you ever see your friends or anyone hold back their emotions because of being you know a what? That's the thing that I, I love about my particular friendship group that I took away from school yeah. is I think we're all very, I think we're all very like, with our emotions and we we're not afraid to express them with each other. Um, I've had a friend within that group that had gone through a really, really tough period early this year. And me and a couple of the other boys were quite concerned about him. And so, you know, we drove over to his house, checked up on him, spoke to him and like, we really like got into it and made sure that everything was okay. Because, you know, you never know when someone's not okay. Like, we had the feeling I'm like he was showing certain things that would suggest that he was upset or maybe not, but in our eyes, we were concerned about it. And so we decided to make a move on it, I suppose. But I don't think all males are okay to do that. And I do think like, you know, people think it's like a, why would I want to hang out with this guy? Because, Oh, why would I want to check up on him? That's like, he doesn't like, he's a man like, or like, they're not necessarily thinking that like subconsciously doing it because yeah, it's not, manly to check up on your friends like well do you know what i mean like i'm sure there are heaps of guys that do do it but more people would refrain from saying that they do it because it's not considered the norm or whatever yeah Yeah. it comes back to those male female expectations and i i think that it's really cool that you are able to have those conversations and show that you care in like emotional ways because even recently like you sent a message like just like checking in with my mental health that yeah. you, you sent to like a few friends and yeah. those sorts of messages 
means so much more than you would think. I, I, yeah, if I think people ought to check up on their friends. Like if you love and care about someone, mental health is such an important thing. And like you said, you can't always know. It's not always obvious and people often feel like they have to put a mask on Mm. whatever their circumstances are. And yes. So thank you for being a human that cares. No, no. It's okay. It's it's the least I can do. (laughs) Okay. So I asked you earlier this week. Yes. Saying that you will have the opportunity to ask me a question on the spot. This is your opportunity. Yeah, it's tough because I'm not sure what I want to say. Like, <laughs> I, I had a couple of ideas, but I felt like none of them were really, like, that interesting. Oh, it can be as boring as you like. Yeah, well, I'm kind of interested in, like, I feel like we did not not talk that much in year eight, so I'm interested. What, what, what was your kind of... I don't know, maybe you didn't think about me as much as I was like interested in what you were doing in year eight in the sense of, like, because there was only like, there wasn't many girls in our class in year eight and not for like, like the reasons of like, oh, boys stick with boys and girls stick with girls. But I just felt like I only interacted with you and one other girl in our class out of all the girls. It's like, what, what was that like for you? Like yeah. in class with all the guys. Okay. Now I like this question. I, I have fun memories of year eight. <laughs> yeah. I don't have like really clear cut, vivid memories of it, but I just remember it being a good year and I really liked the class. And obviously we had a pretty great teacher too. Um, (laughs) I actually love that man. Aiden commented on my, one of my posts and he liked it. Oh, did he? (laughs) Yeah. I I just feel like, Oh, and I don't know if my opinion's biased. Maybe it is. But, mm. I mean, it probably is. Um, but I just feel like it was a really good group of people. And Agreed. It was a good I, mix as well, I thought. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was just a really, I found to be a positive experience. And yep. I, I don't exactly know why, but, yeah. And the whole class just gelled really well together i really enjoyed it yeah i don't know and then you know what the other actually i might have it here yeah my diary so i had this like this diary because i remember one of the our english teacher asked us told us we had to have a diary for some reason i think you wrote something and like put a little like no thing in my diary and it's still there in my diary no way i love that yeah oh my gosh actually yeah yeah it was such a good year do you remember when i made um that t-shirt Yes, and, and then <laughs> Phelps brought it back in year 12 and cried. It made almost. me cry. It made me want to cry. I was like, oh, my God, this guy. <laughs> I actually, like, seriously, I don't think, the thing for me, he is the perfect teacher. And as someone who wants to be a teacher, like, in the future, that's, that's, that, that's the bar for me. Yeah. Like, like, because he didn't think he was higher than us. I think that's a problem with like some teachers. Like I know we're going back to school real quick and we should probably wrap this up. But like, you know, a lot of teachers thought they were like better than the students and couldn't talk to them on a personal note because they're they're children and they what do they know? They they haven't experienced the world. But he was always just there to, you know, talk to you about whatever you wanted to talk about. And and he he never judged anyone 
No. Yeah, he was. A, yeah, he was a he great was man. Very inclusive and saw people eye to eye, which I think. Is, is it a, a commendable? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great teacher. Yeah. Okay. Well, we might wrap it up there. Yeah. I'm kind of confused about how this is going to sound when I when it's when it's up, but I'm interested to listen to it. Thank you for listening, everyone. I just wanted to finish on a note by saying and reminding you to be yourself and be yourself unapologetically and express yourself in ways that feel natural for you. And don't be afraid to debunk what people think of you or perceive you because it quite likely, quite probably isn't accurate so show people who you are the true you and may we all embrace our differences because I see it as a massive strength and opportunity to see all the different shades of light in this world